0: Hi, welcome to Embrace the Musica. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru, and we met salsa dancing 10 years ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today, raising two tri-cultural kids and making the most of life and community in a place that neither of us grew up in. We speak more Spanish than English in our home and do a lot of salsa dancing in the kitchen. This podcast was started right before COVID-19, and it's meant to be a place where we can be vulnerable about our story. The good, the bad, and the ugly parts that make us who we are today. I also love hearing about other people's journeys. So on many episodes, incredible women who are also living abroad working, raising kids, and so much more come and inspire us with their stories. So let's Embrace La Musica today. Welcome everybody to Embrace La Musica. This week I have my friend Cindy on the podcast. And as Cindy's friend, I know her story and I'm so impressed with her grit and determination when hard things have come her way in her career or life. I'm also always amazed at all the new things I learn about her, the new um, skills she has, like now I know she paints and I didn't even know that before. (laughs) Um, And honestly, just the wide variety of things that she has studied and is now bringing to the table to help people maximize their small businesses. So Cindy, can you just share a little bit about yourself today, where you grew up and how long you've been in Mexico?
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Dom, first of all, for inviting me onto the podcast. I love listening to you and and am constantly inspired by your own grit and determination to make your dreams come true. So I really appreciate the influence you've had on me um, as we've been living here. And I'm confident you're having the same influence on others. So a little bit about myself. I grew up in Northern New York, north of Syracuse. Far away from Mexico. Uh, my husband and I moved here to Guadalajara about three years ago in July of 2017. He's from Guanajuato, uh, so we're closer to family in that respect. It's a, you know, Northern New York is a great place to be from. Lots of land, lakes, rivers, similar to your life, I'm sure, in Minnesota, uh, very small town. And I I knew pretty early on that. I wanted to get out of my small town. So, I left when I was 18 and haven't moved back. I I went first to Illinois, University of Illinois, where I studied graphic design and advertising. I planned to move to Chicago to be a big ad exec, but uh, Mm -hmm. life had other plans for me. (laughs) As it
0: often does for all of us.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. I graduated in 2008, so right before the, the last recession, and um, you know things just didn't go as I planned, but that's okay. I'd like you said I I do have some grit um, acquired over many years of uh, picking myself back up and getting getting on with it. And so what I did, I ended up moving to Austin, Texas. I worked in the design department of a study abroad company, and I lived there for about eight years. And I met my husband there. So. He, as I mentioned, he's from here in Mexico, actually in, in Guanajuato. Uh, and it was a really hard decision to leave everything behind and move here in 2017, as I'm sure you can imagine, and many listeners can imagine. Uh, but it was the right decision. We love it here. There's certainly lots of challenges. But, you know, we've, we've met some really amazing people. We have a great community of friends, thanks in large part to you on <laughs> and you know we've learned how to overcome challenges together instead of just me venturing off in and overcoming on my own so you know i believe you know we're better stronger more resilient than we were before we moved and i'm really happy with the decision to be here
0: ah well we're so happy that you and oscar moved to guadalajara and that We happened to meet the first day you guys came and visited the church community that we're a part of here. And yeah, I can't believe it's already been three years. I feel like on one hand, it feels like you've been here forever, but on the other hand, doesn't that just feel like last year, like time is so strange, especially in a pandemic.
1: <laughs> it does, and and I will add to that, I think the first two years flew by, first two and a half years flew by, and then like you said, this last six months has just kind of crawled, <laughs> I feel like it yeah. is. Uh, time stopped in mid-March, and totally. we're, we're all just uh, learning how to embrace it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, that's a good way to put it. Um, i find it so interesting like just listening to you talk about what you've studied because you really have a wide variety of um like i mentioned in the intro skills and interests and passions can you just tell us a little bit more um about why you were so interested in such different fields with your undergrad your masters Mm -hmm. and now kind of just how that makes up who you are today. Absolutely. Um, I do, I do have a lot of interests and a lot of
1: skills and I have fought back against them many times in my career. Uh, so just to kind of set the stage, I have formally studied graphic design, advertising, marketing, and sustainable enterprise. The first two bachelors at University of Illinois and then I got an MBA from, uh, UNC, Keenan Flagler, and concentrations in marketing and sustainable enterprise. So in in one way, those all seem very, they can be packaged into a nice neat bow, or nice neat box with a bow on top. Uh, But informally and kind of through some of the skills that I've picked up along the way and different jobs that I've held, I have absolutely uh, run the gamut and learned a lot of different things along the way. Project management, leadership development, uh, design thinking, innovation. I'm now doing some capacity planning and uh, helping some organizations do impact assessment. I'm well-versed in offset printing and publishing and packaging. and so many things Um, (laughs) and then like yeah like you said I also love painting and that was a surprise even last weekend when I when you and I (laughs) talked about that Um, I just love doing different things and I think that's where these skills come from it is a underlying passion for variety and for challenge and because of those interests those those deep-seated interests I end up doing a lot of different things. Anytime somebody asks, I say, yeah, I can figure that out. And then I have a whole new skill that I can add to my.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that attitude of just being like, yep, I can do this, I'll figure it out. So Cindy, a lot of times when we're looking at businesses and we're trying to get help or coaching or look for resources, a lot of people tell us that when you're trying to grow your market, it's really effective to niche down or to niche down and really focus on one thing. Can you talk about your desire to actually look at a business holistically or from your multi-passionate stance versus narrowing your focus?
1: Absolutely. Well, to be honest, until recently, I was always somewhat ashamed to tell people about all of my different studies. I thought it Kind of made me look flaky and indecisive but lately especially probably especially uh, in the midst of this pandemic i've been embracing the power that comes from a lifetime of learning there are so many companies now that are facing or have been facing for the last six months this immediate need to pivot and change and i think that in and of itself highlights the need to be to to look at a business from all the different angles as you're building it. So uh, we've actually known since Aristotle's time that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. We know a house is so much better than a warehouse full of windows, walls, and doorknobs. But what we fail to do time and time again is look beyond our own experience, our own business or our own industry to see how our actions impact those around us. The whole would never be greater than the sum of its parts if there wasn't power in the connections. So for that reason, I think that there is great value in looking at the entire business, each of these siloed departments, for example, marketing, operations, finance, uh, sales, all of those have unique ways of working together. And they're they're specific to the company that you are in. and it's important to look not at those individual silos and recreate the wheel every time. It's important to look at how each of those connects to each other and find ways to be more efficient as a whole across the business. Uh, I actually like to take that one step further by working with companies that are actively contributing to the economic growth and well-being of marginalized communities. So what that means is I'm looking not only at how a company can be more holistic as a company unit, as a business in and of itself, but also how that functions within the larger ecosystem of their community or even of the, the global community. So I believe very strongly if done right and looked at from this holistic perspective, that business can be used as a vehicle to raise up neighborhoods to a new level of production and fulfillment. So if we look at ju- just the business unit, we can think think about not just what's happening within the four walls, or in this case, within the remote offices spread around the world, uh, but, but whether that, how that company can improve their supply chain to to provide more business opportunities to artisans and farmers in the first and the last mile. How they can uh, perhaps lend to micro entrepreneurs that have been traditionally excluded from financial systems. How they can design products and services that will allow children to stay in school rather than helping with household chores. I, I think it's really important as entrepreneurs to look at how our individual business relates to the larger ecosystem that we are playing
0: within. Sure, I love that focus on social impact and looking beyond maybe your typical, I don't know, um, you would set it, but like maybe your typical market or audience and look really at yeah, the impact or like the intention and what can be de- what can be done beyond what often we see in our limited vision. So, yeah, I think it's really important how you're bringing in all your different skills and kind of having that bird's eye view on a business or working with your clients. Um, you mentioned working with companies. Do you also work with entrepreneurs or people just starting out? Mm-hmm. Yes, my
1: uh, my favorite type of company to work with is small businesses. So maybe there's five to 10 people that are actively wearing multiple hats and doing everything that needs to be done in the organization. And I found, um, and I think you would agree, there's a point in every growing business when the founder or the CEO just needs to take a step back from the day-to-day operations. Uh, They are so in the minutia of the day-to-day that they're not able to take that step back and strategically look at the organization as a whole. And I think that's where especially small businesses are lacking that extra bird's eye view, like you mentioned. They're Because they're so focused on making the day-to-day work, they don't take that extra step back to look at how their organization uh, fits within the larger ecosystem or even how they can improve
0: the day-to-day by connecting some of the dots internally. Yeah, for sure, and I know that my experience has always been in the education sector, but I can even see that um, specifically with just the crisis that 2020 has thrown us in, whether it's, earth thrown us into, whether it's education or businesses. I mean, everybody's been affected by the pandemic, and I think it is really important to, like you said, step back and really look at the whole picture because this is an opportunity for everyone (laughs) to innovate and to be creative and ask the hard questions. Um, Speaking of the pandemic, if you don't mind sharing, can you talk a little bit about your 2020 and how the pandemic was kind of just one more thing on top of really big changes in your life?
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, well, for starters, I wouldn't say 22 has been particularly rocky for us. When I look at the bigger, again, I'm always looking at the bigger picture and how we fit into that larger scene. We don't have littles at home, so we don't have to split our time between work and teaching. We didn't lose our jobs, technically. <laughs> we're still healthy, We've been able to pursue hobbies, like painting, that I had no time to do before. So in, in a lot of ways, we're very fortunate. But like you said, this was one more thing on top of big changes. Both um, myself and my husband left the security of our full-time jobs, literally just before the pandemic hit the US. Uh, I launched my consulting company, like you, as you know, I launched my consulting company at the beginning of, end of February, last week of February. And my husband who is a chef at, at a, a well-known local restaurant here, he left um, intentionally and to pursue our own kombucha business. So we both left within two weeks of the pandemic kind of taking over. Um, We knew the virus was making its way around the world, but we honestly had no idea of how big of an impact it would have. So to kind of go back to your question about our Rocky 2020, um, I've, I've thought about that many times, uh, whether it was the right decision to leave the security of a full-time job and venture off on our own. Are we missing out by not having a steady income? There's so many questions that uh, have plagued me over the last six months, but I absolutely think it was the right decision for us. You know we've been able to take that uh we've been able to work comfortably from home you know which a lot of people can't do Uh, we've also been able to say we made the decision to leave versus uh, having that decision made for us we've used it the opportunity to learn new skills and i've been really excited about working with some of the clients that i have been able to help them pivot during this crazy time when I wouldn't have had that opportunity before. So it's been rocky <laughs> in the professional career front, but I'm thankful for the the blessings that it's afforded us as well.
0: No, Cindy, I always appreciate your perspective and outlook on things because that answer could have gone anywhere and I just admire your your ability to really look at a situation and see the silver lining of what has been a hard season for everybody. Um, It's great that you've been able to pick up some new skills, pick up maybe some new clients. And I think you said something really important. You've been working with clients to help them pivot their business. Can you maybe give us a couple examples of that or maybe a project you're working on with a client to give us an idea of how you're helping? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. So I have had the the pleasure of working with a couple of different social entrepreneurs that are facing, well, one in, one in particular, you and I both know Katrina. She uh, has been featured on the podcast before, I believe. And she, I worked with her a few months ago to help rethink how education can be done remote. She she owns that uh, a publishing company essentially and, and provides English uh, textbooks and other materials to schools here. And so she and I met a few times and I really just coached her to think more broadly about what they offer. It's not just the books, it's the, the knowledge behind the books and how can they use the, the resources that they have currently to pivot into a digital space. And she is so incredibly talented and gifted and she's a powerhouse. <laughs> that it was fun for me to be that support system for her, but she actually took the the ideas and ran with them. And uh, it's been really inspiring to watch her grow as an entrepreneur in in that way as well.
0: Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I love seeing, just the impact you're having with her and the impact she's having with so many communities and just educators. And like I say every week when I invite someone on the podcast, I truly am inviting just amazing women who inspire me so much with what they're doing and how much time they're investing in their dreams as well. Um Cindy, if somebody was looking to find you, maybe to get a quote or to figure out if you would be a good fit for their business, how can they find you online? I
1: would love to meet with any entrepreneurs that that need help just reimagining their business. Um, I I encourage you to reach out to me on LinkedIn as the, the number one platform just to ha- start that conversation. You can also find out about the work that I do and causes I care about at my company website, which is MariaAltaConsulting.com. And um, if you're looking for just a way to check the health of your business, there are a couple different tools that I always like to recommend to people. One is the Siemens Self Assessment Manual for Social Entrepreneurs, uh, and then the B, B Labs Impact Assessment. Both are free. Uh, both give you a, they highlight the areas you're doing well and expose you to areas that you may want to potentially look, look, take a deeper look at in order to improve uh, internally your internal operations and your impact on the community you're
0: serving. That's awesome, thank you for sharing those resources. I'll be sure to Mm -hmm. link that um, in the the podcast episode uh, notes. And I was just remembering too, Cindy, I'm so grateful for the conversations that you and I have had, even as I've been trying to figure out what I'm doing or like where I'm going with so many different projects and dreams and all of that. And so I can definitely attest to your creativity, your um, ideas. Cindy is actually the person who helped come up with the name for the podcast. So I have you to thank. Um, for the name and really taking the time and the energy to put your creative juices into this little dream I had a few months ago. So I just wanted to make sure I publicly thank you (laughs) and acknowledge so that people who are listening understand that you really are um, making an impact and it's worth reaching out if you're somebody who's listening and wants to grow your business or figure out how to connect those dots, as Cindy said earlier. Cindy's also going to be featured on an upcoming webinar, which she's going to be talking a little bit more about growing a small business strategically. So I encourage listeners to check that out. Um, Cindy, is there anything else you'd like to share with listeners as we wrap this up?
1: Uh, I just think it's important to take a step back whatever you're working on, take a a day to, to just um, look at the bigger picture. How are you making an impact in your community? I think we all have an internal drive to connect meaning, or at least myself. And and I know Dom, this has been something that you and I have discussed too, is to find something that that gives you that purpose and that fulfillment. And I think that, that as we go about our day-to-day lives it's easy to get caught in the weeds into the details without taking a step back and looking at how we're actually making an impact in the the broader community Uh, i think we all all make an impact whether it's positive or negative and it's important to to have that self-assessment and the business assessment uh, strategically throughout the year
0: yeah for sure No, thank you so much, Cindy, just for sharing your brilliant mind and ideas and strategies and just giving us a taste of how somebody with multi-passionate skills and all the things can really um, be effective in today's marketplace. So thank you so much for being a guest on Embrace the Musica. If you enjoyed today's episode and if you were encouraged by the message, I would love to hear from you. Please subscribe, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Take a screenshot and post it to Instagram and tag me so that we can keep growing together. And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace la música.